I've got someone standing on someone's shoulders. And I've got the reason the two of us are millionaires. Welcome to Date Fights, the yes, podcast welcome. where we take great moments from history and pitch them against each other. And a special welcome to our Patreons who have started supporting yes. us. Thank you, Patreons. You're amazing. We love you. Oh, I forget where I was. Jake, he's Jake, yeah. I am thoroughly at sea. And together we have taken two of the largest frogs in the pond of history and are comparing their throat sacks for your amusement. That's good. I thought you were going to go much worse in a sort of school biology lesson way. Oh, so no. thank you very much. All right, uh, that's enough self-indulgence. Let's crack on. Round one. Yes, on the 15th of February, 1493, Columbus, Christopher Columbus... Sailed the ocean sea. He did, and he wrote a letter back to the people of Spain and Portugal saying, everything is brilliant here. You should give me lots more money so I can come back. I like the idea that he found a postbox. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, he popped didn't. It in. What he had to do was he wrote the letter, and then in case in case he sank, he didn't want the letter to get lost. So he took it back on his own boat in a barrel hung over the side. So that if the ship sank, the barrel would just float off, and someone would arrive back. And they'd go, I wonder what happened to Christopher Columbus. Ooh, says here. Uh, a great all those time. islands were great. And that we should give him more money to go back again. He claimed that he found gold and spices and cotton, and there were lots of quite peaceful native tribes, which is probably true. But there was also a tribe of man-eating monsters, which you didn't want to go near. So essentially said, it's full of brilliant stuff, but there's monsters, so only I can see it. I, I'll go back. I'll take <laughs> one for the team. Give me loads of money to go back again. There's lots of good stuff. So much you would not believe. Yes. But don't look. Don't look over here. Don't look, though. Ooh, <laughs> the monsters. Ooh. Amazing. Uh, and he started, uh, yes, essentially the rush for Central America from the Iberian Peninsula. Big-hearted guy. Yep. Lovely stuff. Mm. I'm going to... <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well done, you. I'm going well to... Done, that. Lovely stuff. I'm going yeah. to the 15th of February, mm-hmm. 1676. Ooh. When Isaac Newton made a remark in a letter... Yes. ...to his rival, Robert Hooke. Oh, yes. And they were sort of friends mm. in many respects, and then they had a big fallout... What did they fall out of? And they were fellow members of the Royal Academy, weren't they? they yes. Well, um, they they think that this remark... No, sorry, Royal Society. They think that this remark might have been a bit sarky. Ah. Uh, but they were on very good terms at the time. And what Isaac Newton wrote was this. So he said, uh, what Descartes, like mm. Des apost- hyphen Carts, what? did was a good step. You have like added- Desmond Carts? Yeah. Who lives... <laughs> you know Descartes? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got a dust cart. Oh, Descartes. Oh, yeah, Descartes, yeah. 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 Uh, you have added much several ways, and especially in taking the colours of thin plates into philosophical consideration. If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders, shoulders of giants. Mm. So some people think, oh, was this a little swipe because Hook wasn't very tall? But yeah. they, 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 don't, they don't think so. Oh, really? They were on good terms at that time and exchanged letters of mutual regard. Sorry, this letter is so short, um, underlined three times. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. So um, it was only later on in their relationship uh, Hook criticised some of Newton's ideas about optics. Yeah. Well, put your glasses on, Newton. <laughs> 
uh, and Newton was so offended by that because he could give it out. Yeah, he couldn't take historical it, banter, but he could not take historical banter. No, he didn't. He, I mean, he lived alone for many years at the end of his life, didn't he? He sort of hid away, became yeah. an alchemist, and just tried to turn yeah. things into gold for a long yeah. time. He, he. I went from being a genius to being a bit not. His genius. banter was far too strong. <laughs> I hate the word banter, and I hate the concept of it. Uh, anyway, they stayed enemies for the for the rest of you need a good enemy. Hook's life. Um, but we think so. It, Hook was mainly the one who looked at um, like things through microscopes and drew fleas really big. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Newton was more of a big picture apple yeah, apple gonna, guy. I'm an apple guy. I would come up with yeah, <laughs> all sorts of number stuff, which Leibniz yeah. will actually have come up with first. But not so, not so much the uh, not so much the spellings. Uh, but it's thought that that was not the origin of that phrase in, in 1159. Um, <laughs> Someone actually was a giant. Bernard of Chartres apparently oh, yes. used to compare. People to dwarves perched on the shoulders of giants. And do we think Newton read a lot of 12th century French? I feel like it's one of those phrases that at some point, you know, would have... Had to have been It could have simultaneously been hatched, couldn't it? I suppose once there were a lot of giants walking around, you needed something to say about them. Yeah. Do you think... I worry that we're going to follow that template with our relationship, where it's all fun and games and then... (laughs) At some point in a forfeit song, one of us will say something. It'll be the end. I was so touched by how frightened you were about it. That was adorable. You know, some things are hurtful sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but I'm okay. okay. I'm okay, okay, man. Thank you, and I love you. Carry on. And you're saying that now. Um, (laughs) Let's (laughs) off, you little (laughs) Happy birthday to... Piero the Unfortunate. Oh he was the leader of Florence in 1492, but in 1494 the French uh, king came up and said, no, I think I own Florence now. And he went, no, you don't. Come here with me, my nobles. We will fight you off. But all of the nobles were listening to uh, Savonarola, who we talked about oh, the other yeah. day. They went, no, he says we should stay at home. It's bad to go and do wars. Oh. You go and save us. And he went, oh, oh I can't. How unfortunate. <laughs> This is no good for me. Okay. Um, and then he negotiated with the French, and everyone thought he made a bad deal with the French. And he was like, Yeah, because you didn't come help me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just me with a frisbee. Yeah. Uh, so then he ran away from Florence and he went to. He joined sides with the French uh, later on and joined in the Battle of Garigliano. Oh. On the French side. Uh, lost. How unfortunate. How was He tried to run away from Garigliano with his family and the boat crashed and he drowned. How unfortunate. Piero the Unfortunate. <laughs> he had exactly the for. right name. How unfortunate with Piero the Unfortunate. OK, I was on my way here today. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what happened to me? Uh, happy birthday to Charles Louis Tiffany, essentially the 19th century Gerald Ratner. Happy birthday to Italian comedian Toto, the Prince of Laughter. His real name was Antonio Griffo Focas Flavio Angelo Ducas Comneno Porfirogenio Gagliardi de Cortis Pisanzio. And he was most famous for playing Dorothy's dog in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you would shorten and, it to Toto, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. He's going to. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it's time to welcome on. Oh, welcome that's what we've got time Antonio for. Griffo Focas. <laughs> Happy death day to Henry Asquith. He was the Prime Minister, but the best thing about him was his wife, Margot Asquith, who on meeting Jean Harlow and her saying, Hello, Margot. She said, No, the tea is silent, as in Harlow. 
Oh, snap. Oh, vicious. Yeah. Oh, I don't think she and Newton would have got on. No. (laughs) Oldton more like. Yes. (laughs) Um, Happy death day to Ethel Merman. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley and thud went her coffin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Oh, the patrons made me go a bit dizzy. Um, happy birthday to Martha Gellhorn, the veteran war reporter who reports on 60 years' worth of wars and married uh, Ernest Hemingway. Round two. Right, I'm going to take you to the 15th of February, 1971. Ooh. And it's D-Day. <gasps> mm? Because Britom is introducing decimal Ooh. currency. It was met with some resistance. Yes. Did you see the clip on that the BBC oh, tweeted Japan out? Said, yeah. Yeah. No, I, don't, no. I, mean, I could sort of guess what yeah, it's yeah. going to be. It's, to be it's exactly no, the same clip as they have nowadays to do it. Well, Brussels is telling us. That's telling us human rights. Apparently, it took 18 months the hand over time, and reporters noted at the time, some men were still spending their old pennies in the public lavatories in Piccadilly. On each other. So, but, so, because I didn't, you were talking about 1971, two Mm. years before I was born. Okay. I don't really, obviously, I don't really have any knowledge of of the currency. Mm. So I can break it down for you. 12, so you had 12 winnets made up a stinker, which was a penny, and 37 of those makes a Remington Clop, (laughs) a.k.a. A farting. There's four fartings to a Thrupney wallop, 18 wallops to a spanky, 24 spankies make a niffer, and as the old saying goes, 90 niffers make... I don't know. One P. And that was one P. (laughs) 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 I wish people could have seen the look on your face. The the exhaustion. Just emotional exhaustion. I just know what's coming next. (laughs) Uh-huh. So I'm going to take you to the 15th of February, 1972, oh. when sound recordings became covered by the Federal Copyright Act. Before that, of course, they were covered by state law only. But as of 1972, to protect the livelihoods of those people who've devoted their lives to making top-quality audio content... Imagine, what losers. <laughs> they were given federal copyright protection. Unfortunately, they managed to mess it up a bit so that all sound recordings were then copyrighted automatically until 2067, which is why nothing has gone into the public domain in American audio ever. Oh. They only fixed it last year. But that means there was no incentive to keep such wonderful early radio programmes as... (laughs) (laughs) It's that donkey again. Listen with Oswald Mosley. I'm sorry I've befouled my undercarriage. Bertrand Russell's newest breakfast and the shouting hour. Am I right in thinking you weren't allowed words in the shouting hour? Yeah, it's just one monotone scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you to the Archbishop of Canterbury. (laughs) That was good. Very good indeed. Gosh, look, one day apart. But which was best? My one. Why don't you go and say that on the internet? It's at date underscore fight on Twitter. Or on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash date fight. And if you're interested in our new Patreon service, the premium... You don't have to subscribe or tell anyone. Just feel comfortable about yourself. Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's up to you. But it's patreon.com slash date fight. Yes. We will be back with another one tomorrow. Yes, we will. Hope you'll join us. Better add, mate. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 